Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag NBA. Chris Paul, Michelle Roberts has been explaining to players, the agent players' agents have been talking about it. Some players have been talking to other players about it, that, that if the league doesn't come back this year, there are certain economic realities that would certainly might create pretty dramatic change, and it would put next season in jeopardy. There's no question about that. That's Woj. ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski right there on the financial impacts of not playing this season. There are 100 NBA players on a call Friday night. And there was uh, a lot of opinions, a lot of people who had questions, concerns. Because there were at least a few people who don't want to play. Uh, the quote from the uh, Players Association Executive Director, Michelle Roberts, it's not a question of play or not play. It's a question of does playing harm a movement that we absolutely unequivocally embrace. And then whether our play can, in fact, highlight, encourage, and enhance the movement. That's what they're talking about. They're not fighting about it. They're talking about it. Whoa, John, the money that could be lost. $300 million for 88 games, 88 regular season games in Florida. More money on the playoffs in Florida. And then his point uh, that Woj just made, there could be impacts next season. It could impact the season. So the owners could lock out the players, declare force majeure. It could cost the players money next year. And then they negotiate a new CBA, and theoretically the players could walk away with 40 or 45% of the basketball-related income instead of the 50 they're currently getting. So when they say there are a lot of financial implications, it's a lot of financial implications. i got to believe they're going to play. It's too much money. Yeah, one word, China. They've, they've already shown the stripes on this, so I'm not worried. And for those of you who aren't following that, they're going to take the money because they took the money in China instead of backing the people who were protesting in the streets in Hong Kong. That's a great movement, as long as it's not taking any money out of my wallet. <laughs> Haven't they already proven it? Yes. And this is a massive amount of money and the ability to play next season. You know, there's a certain number of players in the union who rotate in and out of the league every year. You lose the end of this season, the start of next season, how many guys are saying goodbye to their career? I don't know what the math is on that. Uh, 10 to 20%, I would think. There's also uh, five guys who will not be out of the league because they're eligible for extensions. They're on their rookie contract, but they're eligible for extensions as soon as this season's over. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, Kyle Kuzma in that class, Jason Tatum's in that group. Tatum will certainly get paid a ton of money by the Celtics. Uh, They're members of the 2017 draft class. They're eligible for extensions. They're talking about uh, the league putting in insurance allowances for players so in case there's a career-threatening injury with the resumption of the season, they get paid. We talked about this on TV. That doesn't sound like a deal breaker. That sounds like a a detail that can be ironed out one way or another. Yeah, I'm not sure how that's any different than any other time. Get insurance if that's what you want. Yeah, it seems to me it's different two ways and they conflict. One is they're playing fewer games because they're not going to play the full 82-game schedule. So that would seem less chance. And then does the starting, stopping, starting somehow put you at risk? I think they're starting up against slow enough that it doesn't. But if these guys are worried that it does, it seems like they can cut a deal. Well, every year they start and stop and start and stop and start again. 
DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. So BYU getting a transfer from UVU, a former Oklahoma State Cowboy. Brandon Averett will be on his third school, and BYU putting together another, what, add, add basketball players, add water, stir, insta-team. You were bringing up the get old, stay old quote that this is just, it's just a new reality. It strikes us as odd. We haven't seen as many transfers landing with the local teams. We've seen them leave teams, but we haven't seen that many landing with local teams. And this new BYU coaching staff, uh, they're, get, they're getting after it in the transfer market. Yeah, and a lot of them have been UVU players that this staff had a relationship with because the bulk of the staff came from UVU. Now, in a year or two, that'll take care of itself, and there won't be anybody at UVU who went there with the intention to play for Mark Pope and his staff. So it's somewhat unusual right now in the short term over the medium term that will fade away. So what does that mean? Now, that has nothing to do with the big kid from Purdue. We understand that. Uh, So thing about this is once you go down this path, this is a new way. And so if they want to stay old, they're going to have to be committed to doing this. And it seems like they are because it's like once you start going down the path of recruiting the players who are one and done, well, then you have to continue to do that because you have to replace those because obviously they're going to leave after one season. So they're getting them on the back end. And so they're basically one and done for them. And are they committed to that? Well, it seems like in the short term they are committed to that, and, and it worked, paid off for them last year. Although, you know, they did have a fair amount of decent returning players. Don't don't forget that. So I don't know how it's going to mesh as well compared to last year because they did have a couple of seniors coming off the bench who played vital roles for them, and they had Hawes and Childs who were basically three, four-year starters, three-year starters going into their senior year. So that mix worked very well. But it certainly is intriguing, and it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, I think to your point that, and maybe this is just me being old school and not adapting to 2020, which is just looking way different than 2015. But there was a core of guys in a program. Dave Rose talked about program players. And so then you add a couple of transfers. You know, Barcelo comes in from Arizona. Toulson comes in from UVU. They play important roles. But there's a core of guys already there. Are they going to have that? Because the core guys who were there have been there a long time, were really important. You know what Haas brought, you know what Childs brought, and then there were other guys as well. But are they going to have that core? Are they really – is this going to look like – well, I guess Kentucky would be the obvious easy example where you bring in one-and-dones, but there – and Duke's been doing it a lot lately too in Arizona – but there you're bringing in freshmen. Here you're bringing in guys who are one and done in grad transfers, but they're seniors. Yeah, that's what I said. Or is there going to be this core of guys coming up? I mean, do you see who the next Childs and Hawes is? In the program right now? Yeah, I don't. It doesn't mean they aren't there, but I couldn't Well, identify. I mean, they had a couple of guys that redshirted that didn't play, so I, I don't know how good they're yeah. going to be. I think in the end, if you've got talent, no matter what talent the class is or if they're for one year or three years, it really doesn't matter. A talent is what's going to win your ball games, and they're looking to accumulate as much talent as possible. So I think that's the issue. Do they have talent to get themselves in the NCAA tournament? That's the bottom line. If they get the NCAA tournament, then it's a successful season. And do they have the talent to get there? On paper, it looks like they do. 
Whether they do or not, I'm not sure because there's three, four guys that, that are new to the program that I haven't seen. Then you combine some other guys there. How does it all mesh together? That's what I'm saying. It makes it very intriguing and fun to be able to watch when we get to that point. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Well, I'm lucky to have uh, great assistants that, uh, that just uh, bust their tail, and they like being here, so we've been able to keep guys here. Clark Hunt sets it up that way, and, uh, you know, there's a family atmosphere to it. So some of these guys are younger guys that got some kids, and, and in this time, right now, just like you said, when uh, things where time is of the essence, it's great to have everybody coming back. That's Andy Reid, the Chiefs coach, abbreviated offseason, obviously. He thinks the continuity will make a difference. He's got a quarterback who's 4-1 and one in the playoffs and a core group of guys around the quarterback as well who are 4-1 and one in the playoffs the last two years. They have played a lot of high-level football and done really well. And that offense, they haven't been held under 31 points in a playoff game yet. So, yes, it's continuity. It's also a ton of talent. Can they cash in with another deep playoff run? Can they go back-to-back? How much does the offseason impact all of that? Andy thinks they've got an edge. I think the edge is the quarterback. I don't think the offseason matters because everyone's playing under the same rules on the offseason, so I don't know that it's going to impact them more than any other team. Even a team that's bringing in a new quarterback or a team that's bringing in a new coaching staff? Those teams aren't competing with what the Chiefs are trying to compete for. The other NFL news over the weekend, Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield plans to kneel during the national anthem this upcoming season to support protests of social injustice, police brutality, and racism. He says, if I lose fans, that's okay. I've always spoken my mind, and that's from the heart. Texas star J.J. Watt also spoke out in in response to a person tweeting that he's pretty sure Watt wouldn't kneel during the anthem. Watt said, A, don't speak for me. B, if you still think it's about disrespecting the flag of our military, clearly you haven't been listening. Well, J.J., clearly you haven't been listening because for me it is. I'm going to keep going back to that. For you, it may not and that's fine. But I saw somebody on Twitter, a, a woman who lost her husband, uh, a veteran, and she tweeted at uh, Breeze, Mayfield, and Watt and said, this is the flag they gave me when my husband died. So may not be for you, but it is for somebody over here. And if we have to allow these folks over here to say it's not, I don't see why we can't allow those folks over here who say that it is. I'm curious, when does it move beyond the protesting and there's actually change? I mean, the protesting is there to get everybody's attention. It seems like everybody's aware. Maybe they like it, maybe they don't like it, but it seems like everybody's aware. I saw Colorado, the Colorado legislature had a proposal put together. I mean, it seems like it's time to either do stuff or not do stuff. It seems like the awareness after three straight weeks of protest is pretty high. Well, you want, uh, what, what is stuff? We're looking to improve the lives of individuals, right? Yes. Is that the whole goal here? Yes. Well, then it's up to the individual to improve his or her life. You can protest all you want, but if Joe and Mary, if they're not motivated to make their lives better, and the system doesn't allow them or allows them make it better it's not going to happen you can burn as many police cars and make burn as many wendy's as you want but in order for change to happen the individual's got to look at himself in the mirror and says i'm going to better myself here i'm going to do what i can then maybe you can see some progress dj and pk hashtag college football 
Ohio State football players and their parents were asked to sign an acknowledgement of risk waiver regarding COVID-19 before returning to campus for voluntary workouts last week. And Houston had six players test positive and shut down their voluntary workouts. PK, when you have to sign waivers before you can return for the voluntary workouts, doesn't that bring up what the Oklahoma uh, head coach Lincoln Riley was saying? How voluntary is this? We'll call it voluntary, but you better be here. Well, Gene Smith, the athletic director at Ohio State, said it's a pledge. It's not a binding legal document. Well, that's interesting to see exactly what it then is. Why and call it a waiver? Doing it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what a pledge. A pledge is a pledge, and a waiver is a waiver. So we're we're kind of muddying up the language here. One means different from the other. So what is it? It's it's it's. it's, it's Dealing some plain language. Let's have honest talk. That's my big thing. Let's have real honest talk. Not just partial honest talk, but real honest talk. Real is honest. Is it a waiver or is it a pledge? <laughs> real honest talk. That's a waiver and it's a legal document. A pledge? Man, if you told me to sign that, my mind goes straight to I'm not going to be able to sue Ohio State if something goes horribly wrong. Here. Liability. Well, I mean, dying. I mean, Dave, Dr. Petron came on and said there's like a $300 million Yep. one chance that someone of their age group would die. Yep. That, that's pretty good odds. I think I would take them. Right. In which case, why have them sign anything? It's just a pledge. Why not? <laughs> I guess. Colorado State football player working for a roofing company in Loveland, Colorado, was ordered to the ground and held at gunpoint by 65-year-old Scott Gunmanson, who thought he and the co-worker were Antifa. They were wearing roofing company Shirts. The police came and arrested 65-year-old Scott Gudmanson, booked him on felony charges of menacing and false imprisonment. His son says that uh, the 65-year-old is now uh, having his mental health uh, assessed. PK, that was the weird story of the weekend, and obviously that would be terrifying. Yeah, I I don't know if these stories are ever going to go away. I mean, I had some friends, a couple of friends in high school that were pulled over and held it, I had put on the ground. And one guy was in my wedding and had a gun pointed at his head because there was in the area a group of young te- uh, teenagers, young people, and they fit the description. And they were literally dragged out of the car, put down on the ground, and a gun held to their heads. These things are going to happen. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Man, you know what? If, if baseball doesn't come back, I'll just I'll go play for the I'll go play for the Eagles. You know? <laughs> <laughs> come on. That's Bryce Harper's backup plan. Although the commissioner says there's a 100 percent chance it'll be baseball. Man, go play for the Eagles. I did not know that Bryce Harper had musical talent. Well done. <laughs> I was too locked in on PJ sports. It did, it did take a I second t- there. He kind of went, Yach's like, well done. I'm like, oh, that's he, he looked at me like, what is he what talking is he about? Talking about? <laughs> Those eagles. Welcome to the Hotel, Hotel. Las Vegas. <laughs> uh, Major League Baseball reached a billion-dollar deal with Turner Sports, according to the New York Post. Give the... Broadcast company continued rights to their playoff games, including one of the league's championship series. Length and terms of the deal have not been reported. You know, the, when you're when you're in a negotiation with a union, you really don't want the billion-dollar news breaking. That was not the perfect timing. 
On the other hand, for all That's the people good. who think the sport is going away, there's a billion-dollar contract for a handful of games, a couple division series, and a league championship series. Here's a billion well, the dollars. only thing I could think of on that is with the length of the deal, it's got to be about 50 years. All I mean, right. that's a lot of money for them just to do the postseason. Yep. I don't think it's and 50 years. Not even all of the postseason. <laughs> no, not all of it, no. They, and they don't get the big prize, the World Series. They get one of the two league championship series. Yeah, the World and Series is a Fox entity, right? Right, yeah. And they'll get some division series and maybe a couple of wild card games in there, too. I don't know how that'll be broken up until yeah, they I, the deal. Yeah, I think also, too, they have a smattering of regular season games, don't they? Yeah. So, yeah, but that, I mean, that's good news for the players, though. They're going to receive a, a fair share, and they already do. I mean, baseball players, man, you got guys guaranteed money in the 30 millions and you're supposedly a sport that's tanking <laughs> and doesn't have under anybody under 87 who's interested in watching it so and they got they got some sweet deals too and Zach Granke making 35 million dollars to, to play every five days that's not a bad deal live programming matters everybody's streaming and time shifting other stuff and blowing through commercials but the live programming is a different beast we all sit there and watch the commercials so people will pay for it all right uh, also there's a letter from uh, major league baseball commissioner rob manfred to the yankees addressing a 2017 investigation on what is believed to be a bigger sign stealing scandal than originally reported uh the red sox and yankees at that point both thought the other team was cheating with electronic sign stealing apparently so new york judge uh ruled it should be unsealed the team's got to provide a redacted letter by today at noon this this sounds like some kind of reality tv show but it's not going to be made public to us until like i think it's like the 19th which is Friday. the deadline yeah yeah so the Yankees are going to file an emergency appeal. They say, no, it's not a smoking gun on the sign stealing, but it could really harm our reputation, which has, you know, all of New York running. What the heck's in that letter? So drama, PK. We wait it out. We see if the lawyers can keep it quiet. I assume they can. The good stuff never goes public. Uh, it doesn't really matter to me. I'm a sports fan. I'm not a lawyer fan and all that stuff. I've said that a million times. DJ and PK. Has the hands on the club. Slight forward press. Throws that ball up. And he missed it. Oh, he missed it. From three feet away, Kalamore Kawa has missed it. And that means that Daniel Berger is the winner of the Charles Schwab Challenge. He collects 500 FedEx Cup points. Berger is back. And so is the PGA Tour. Golf. PGA returns with the Charles Schwab Challenge at the Colonial Country Club. And PK, there are a half dozen guys within three shots of the lead who'd won majors. There were big names, but McElroy and Smith and the rest of them can't get it done. There were some very short, there were some very long putts made in that tournament, and there were some very short putts missed in that tournament. Uh, yeah, obviously Spieth missed a bunch. Uh, I thought it was ironic, man. I opened up uh, my f- carton of food that I got and I bit into a burger just as Daniel Berger hit a great shot. And I said to my wife, he's going to win. I'm watching Berger while eating a burger. And that's really what it comes down to? That's it? That's and sure enough, <laughs> came to pass. The tech- So Johnny, Johnny Hot Dog next week, man, or whenever they get back. When do they get back? It's going to be uh, Johnny Hot Dog is going to be the guy to watch. If I'm eating a hot dog when he's playing on Sunday. Not Bobby Pasta? 
I don't. I, no, I don't eat pasta. No. Really? I don't know what pasta is. <sighs> spaghetti. It's not a term. No, Linguine. It's lasagna. Yeah. It's lasagna. That, that's 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 a hamburger. Rigatoni. Right. That's macaroni. All right, DJ and PK, that's what's trending. Brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, coming up, we're going to talk some golf. Bob Casper, Real Golf Radio on the restart of the PGA Tour at 830. Steve Cleveland, our basketball insider at 9 o'clock. And Brandon Averett, the BYU senior guard, grad transfer from UVU. He's going to join us at 930. Stay with us.